Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie. And one of the questions that people are always asking me is, how do I start a podcast? Well, I've been podcasting for almost three years now. And let me tell you, back when I started, there weren't many tools that made it simple to just start. And lucky for you, now there's Anchor.fm and you could get started right away with tools built in, audio features, and also making it really simple for you to monetize on day one. They will distribute your podcast on apps like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So just go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started and make sure that you share it with us. Hi, I'm Joy. And I am Grecia. And we are Basic Basic Brown Nerds. Hi, welcome back to Basic Brown Nerds. This week, we pick up on part two of our listeners episode, and we hope you enjoy. Thank you. We're going to move to East Coast in one. Hey, girl! This is my bae. Yes. This is Nikki. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to ask a question, and you can answer it. So, um... As a listener who is white, how do you think I can be a supportive friend to someone of color without coming across in a way where I am seeming like I know what they're going through? That's a very good, because, like, yeah, some people, I mean, I, even I will never know exactly what someone else is going through. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a straight, cis, white, Latina woman. Like, I'm not white passing, but, like, I'm, I'm very light-skinned. I have a lot of... So there's, like, a right. lot of other people that I'll never completely understand. And I think... Well, so uh, this is hard to answer because I know her. Um, and you and know I how know great the type she of person is. she is. Yes. And she's such a great person, and she does a really good job. So maybe, like, I'll answer it that way. Like, the things that I really have appreciated that, that Nikki does do, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I think that is her approach. She's always very, like, cognizant of other people and, like, their experience. But that's because that's the type of person she is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, regardless of who they are, she's always there to listen. And I think that's the biggest thing that you can do is just, like, listen. Like, not trying to invalidate. Yeah. And this is just something that we should all practice. Yes. Like, not ever trying to invalidate someone's experience. Um, Because I think that happens a lot. Like, you'll be like, but really? Like, are you sure that they said that? And you're yeah. just like dude, this is my fucking life. Like- well, so I think there's two extremes. Mm-hmm. There's white people that, like, can't even comprehend, like, what you were saying. Like, they can't even comprehend that other people go through it because they've never gone through it. Right. And then there are the extra woke white people that think they know what you're going Just through. Just extra woke people in general well, piss yes. me the fuck off. But <laughs> I know, like, a few of those people in my life where they're just mm. like, I am so woke. Like, I know exactly what you're going through. And actually, like, it makes me want to hate you because... Yeah. It's just like, listen, like, I am not 100% woke yet. Like, I mean, I... I and no one will ever I'm be. I'm 28 years old. Like, there's 28 years worth of uh, conditioning to undo. You know what I mean? And so, like, I would just say, like, white people don't assume that just because, like, maybe you're into Black Lives Matter or, like, if you're into, like, LGBTQI rights or anything, like, don't assume that that makes you, like, the coolest white person ever. And that makes you so down. Like, I met a person. She, like, she was, like, I'm really, I'm really down. 
and she said something about Beyonce, and it was, like, related to her blackness. And I'm just like, well, as non-black people, I don't think we're allowed to be making any of these statements about black women and um it was it's one of those things where like i've never forgotten like it's bothered me for a long time because i'm just like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) and i think it's because like she hangs out with so many black people that i think some black woman said this about beyonce which like might have been a completely valid like comment coming from her but, like, just because you heard some black woman say it does not mean that you cannot say it and make it part of what you're critiquing because you're not a black woman. So, like, I think we all just, like, need to remember, like, at the end of the day, we all have different privileges. And just because we maybe hang out with a lot of this kind of people, that kind of people, it does not mean that you're all of a sudden Latino or black or it's like you almost are gay, even though you're not, like, that's not I think the, the problem is um, people trying to speak on behalf of people when it's like like kind of what you're saying right mm-hmm. like I think it would have been different if your friend would be like you know I was talking about this with my friend and she mentioned that yeah and it's like oh okay I didn't consider that you know as mm-hmm. opposed to like listen I know and you're just like but okay. I think it's different also like when you're talking to like another person of color as opposed to like hey white people if you're talking to your friends and you're saying this good for you like you know but I think it's no, also like I think no? when you're making a comment about her blackness and you're not black it's still not right you still shouldn't be saying that to other white people I get well I think it's more just the the conversation you know but I think it's also just don't try to take it as your don't, own credit don't start thinking that you're so down you're black or you're lucky or you're this yeah. or you're that like just you need to just keep listening because, like, no matter how much you know, you're still privileged as fuck, and you don't get. And you to... can only talk about your experience. Exactly. Just as we can only talk about our experience. Yeah. So that's my advice to white people, and that's my advice to white Latinos, and that's my advice to brown Latinos that still are white hating Latinos on black people. Don't, like, don't even realize. And that's that like my advice <laughs> to like everybody that's still like against like any LGBTQI person in their life. Like that's my advice. Like we all have different privileges, and that's my advice to you, regardless of what your privileges. So, yeah, just consider we all wear different. We're all trying to learn here. All right. Uh, next question How to navigate as a Latina in higher education? Oh, who's it from? Oh, so sorry. Mi existencia es resistencia. Ooh, like love that. that. Um, yeah, so it's like about navigating academia as a Latina, specifically like masters and a PhD while having anxiety. So, we neither of us have gotten our master's I was supposed to start a master's but I actually didn't so that doesn't mean anything um (laughs) but I mean I have friends that are in academia and like in general um I would say like same like try to meet other people um that uh maybe understand it already because like I was talking about this to one of my friends and he was like yeah like I met this professor who's in this program that I really want to apply to. And like, we were talking about it. And a part of me was like, isn't this like, you know, isn't this not right that I'm talking to her? Because possibly down the road, she could be making a choice whether or not admitted to this or not. And isn't that like an unfair advantage to have? Isn't that what and then, yeah, no, no, and then, <laughs> and then he ended by being like, Oh my God, this is how white people get into everything. That's literally what I remember when I was, I was applying for grad school and like I did the McNair's program, shout out to them, um, and my undergrad and that's what they told us to do, to reach out yeah. to people, um, to like people who, you're supposed to look for a faculty advisor. Yeah, so I would say like try to like meet other people so that you understand what networking, the way it works in general and I feel like that will help tone down 
your anxiety because then mm-hmm. you don't have to constantly be worrying about like what do I do here especially for a lot of first generation people that have never gone into like a lot of the times we're just questioning like what is this what do we do like what should I be doing yeah, and thing. so maybe like meet other people and then that way that will help calm Groups, down your anxiety and thumbs. also I would say if there isn't a group then make one like that's there's like that story of the eight black women that were in like that PhD program together and I can't like remember in which which school it was but they basically like they would um band together to like get each other to conferences to like make sure that they were all involved and like they helped push each other and so when one wasn't doing as well and then, like, they all, all eight of them graduated from the PhD program. And it was, wow. like, incredible. So, like, if there isn't a group there for you to connect with, then maybe make one. And just in general, like, try to find what kind of things calm your anxiety down. societies, too, especially for higher education. Yes. Like, um, Hispanic Heritage Fund. Fund. Um, for anyone in tech, the Um Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I think just connecting... But on the anxiety part, like, you know, in undergrad, that was something really big for me. And I didn't even realize it was anxiety until after college, until my first real job. Um, but I think now, looking back, take advantages of any support that you can get. Um, you know, like, I didn't even realize that for I took the GRE and I didn't realize that I could get extra time like for because of anxiety like I'm diagnosed with anxiety mm-hmm. um and like that is a huge difference especially if you have ADD too mm-hmm. um and you know all of these like added benefits which is not really a benefit it's kind of like just support yeah <laughs> um I think is another big thing you know there's counseling on campus like all of these extra things that um don't be afraid of taking advantage of that and also like asking for help because if I would have realized back then and not been afraid I think I would have done a lot better um back in the day if I wasn't so ashamed but good luck to you if you are enrolled in a master's or PhD or going into one like that's amazing and just you know um definitely just like ask for help whenever you need it because the goal is to finish right so just get there okay and then we're gonna move on to our next question from DSY which I think is supposed to be like Daisy I'm going to read it as Daisy. I didn't even know you can have an Instagram name that short. (laughs) (laughs) And it says, what are some good things you see happening within the Latinx community? Do you see us moving in a positive direction? So I think that's like like a hard question to answer because we are all lumped together into this category called the Latinx community. And we Mm -hmm. all come from different countries. And within, from those countries, we even, like, some of us come from cities, some of us come from rural areas, some of us are more educated than us. Like, we're all just, like, lumped together, but, like, yeah. we are not by any means, like, I I don't think we're quite a united community. It's literally an entire continent, Caribbean islands, and Central America. I mean, and I would... North America. I would say, like, if it's you're... all the Americas. If you're specifically... <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure there's some people up in Canada, too. (laughs) I would say that if you're specifically a person that identifies as Latinx, like, that specific community within the entire community of, like, Latinos and Latinas. Okay, some people don't like that X. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think Mm. if you specifically identify as Latinx, I would say, like, we are moving in a very good direction. I think we are learning from each other. 
And I would just, do we, do we, do you see us moving in a positive direction? Based on who we're following on Instagram, I say yes. But we're also in our own little bubble. <laughs> we are. But, I mean, I just think, like, being in general, I think we are moving in a good direction. I think I see a lot of I people... I think we're being allowed to be multifaceted people, and that's a big deal. Yes. Like, I... we're not just like, oh, okay, I'm Latino, and that's it. It's like, no, I'm Latino, I'm a nerd. Um, I'm like, this. Bi- yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think that, I think, like... Cool. We're getting to be people. Yeah. We're getting to be people. I think we're definitely moving in the right direction. We have two more questions. How other Latinx people can be more self-aware and help others? How should we work as a community to empower each other? I feel like we answer that. We definitely answer that, I think. You know, same. Like, there is time to call out people, and sometimes there's time to, like... Maybe say, like, hey, you might want to think about it like this. Be mindful. Like, I'm not saying... Be extra nice to everybody because, like, not everyone deserves that. I'm just saying, like... Just but also, not everyone deserves your anger. Not everyone. Exactly. Like, anger takes so much energy I, from you. I work with this one person who happens to be... I get mad be, when someone makes me angry. Well, there's this one person <laughs> that I work with that happens to be, like, openly racist. Everyone just knows him as being a racist person. And it's one of those things where, like, sometimes having a conversation with a person is worthwhile because they will be learning something new and there's sometimes where having a conversation with that person will absolutely just suck you of your time and energy and it will be for nothing because you know what they don't give a fuck to them you're not a real person and that's it so just move on from yeah that. and I think I've learned that from myself because sometimes people will tell me shit yes. and I'm just like I don't care and then I'm like you know what this is why I'm not gonna put effort into like fighting with someone I don't know or don't you know, that isn't my friend or that I care about because, like, they might not care either. So, exactly. like, it's not this worth is... me getting angry yeah. and putting so much energy and passion into it because I get really like, passionate about shit. I mean, there's a different way, there's a lot of different ways people can, like, work, like, do community organizing and help empower other people. I personally only bother to do it with people that are directly around me and do it in person. Mm. I don't like to just do, like, Instagram stuff. Like, yeah. I'll confront you people. You can't convey tone. Yeah, I only confront people in my actual life well I mean like you know I'm very confrontational yeah. like I'll confront people in my life but I won't do it to like other people because I don't know them exactly but anyway and then so that was from watch menene watch me nene watch me nene watch was... me wait. god you're like a <laughs> seven year old woman over here Oh my god, I'm awful. I'm sorry. Anyway, so that was our question. That was the question. And then the other one was talk about self-care, which we also already talked about. And so the last listener question for this episode. It's can you read the name? Because what if it's (laughs) Get out. It's Mayan. I just wanted to make sure. Were you gonna be like it's May and I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> it e- says, e- this is another dating <laughs> question, and it says, what, what have been, what, what, <laughs> can you read We it? had too much wine. I cannot. <laughs> you need water, girl. Uh, what had, no, oh no, you're right. She did say, what have been. Um, I think she what just has been your experiences dating white, white men, men or women, women people as Latinx? Oh my god, look at her. Okay, Good so job. so Not I assuming. so we're very. You're listening to Basic Brown Nerds, and we'll be right back. Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie, and I have some really exciting news for you. 
we have launched our merch shop. So you can go to basicbrownnerds.com slash shop and rep the basic brown nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high quality content and bring you season three. Yup, we are bringing season three in 2020. And know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown Nerd so that we can bring you more episodes but also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality, events, and keep bringing you awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Browners, you know that these are people just like you. That in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Brown Nerds, you're not just supporting this. You are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you and feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Browners and also to me at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low-key addicted to social media. That's literally my career. (laughs) I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate, to keep making this bigger and keep Basic Brown Nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020. Hey, are you a New York City Basic Brown Nerd? Are you also an entrepreneur? Do you want to be surrounded with people just like you over brunch on June 1st? Yes? Well, I'll be on a panel for the executive brunch hosted by the People CPA with the goal to envision and execute, surrounded by amazing young executives who are crushing the game. We'll be networking, enjoying gourmet meals, and an open bar. Yeah, you heard me, open bar. With gifts, giveaways, and an amazing time. So get your ticket and join me because I'll be dropping some gems alongside these panelists. Check the link in this episode description or go to bit.ly slash bbnbrunchnyc, all caps. See you there on June 1st. Well, oh, I'm very boring. <laughs> I'm very boring and I've only ever dated men. And I'm not saying like, you know, never say never, but I've never been interested in a woman. But So I've only dated men and I've mostly only dated Latino men uh, that have been brown men. And I have dated black people. I did go on a date. Yeah. I went on one date with a white guy and he was from my college. Uh... <laughs> And so, I, to me, he's white. He, he's Ukrainian. And he's what? Ukrainian. Oh. I guess. And, and white people, when, I mean, Eastern Europeans, they're like the Latinos of Europe. But to me, he was white. I mean, okay. they're still white in America. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, I went on a date with this guy. I hope he does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> what are the chances? Anyway, um, my only, this is my only experience dating a white guy. And... He had very little lips, and we were kissing. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. And I know your question is probably like, 
what is it like dating them? Like, are they problematic and shit? The problem was that I didn't know if he was kissing me or not. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, his lips were so small. Like, I knew he was touching my face, but I was like, are we, are his lips just touching my face? Are we kissing? What is happening? Why was, would it just touch your face? I guess his lips were so small. <laughs> I can't begin to explain it to you. Oh but my I, god! I had nothing to grab onto personally, and so um, <laughs> nothing that was, to grab onto. He had no was, ass, not us. So that, I met lips wise. <laughs> oh, but, so that was my experience dating a white guy, and then ever since, like, so even just like in general, I always assume white men don't like me, mm-hmm. and that may not be true, but that's just how I roll. <laughs> No, I think... And I I get crushes on white guys, but I, like, never really try to have anything happen with them. And I I think, in general, like, if I were to date a white guy, I just, like, need to make sure that, you know, he's, like, Matt McGlory, who's, like, the... I love Or Anthony Bourdain. Or Anthony... uh, Come on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We were finally happy. Oh, it's because we're trying. No, but seriously, like, I would just want to make sure that he's somebody that is willing to learn. Like, maybe, like, they don't need to be 100% woke, which I don't even know what that means. Uh-huh. But just, like, somebody willing to learn and willing to listen. Okay, and willing okay. to do his own learning outside of me. Like, he right. doesn't think I am supposed to teach him everything. Um, and so, Val, have you seen it, white guys? So... I feel like I had, yeah, like, the opposite. Well, so I don't really date. I just kind of hang out with people at restaurants. And <laughs> and the difference is... Sometimes they make me pay for their cheese fries. That's a whole other episode. God damn it. Um, but they're... So, okay. So I feel like I have a very complicated relationship with white men um, when it comes to dating because... I think for me, when I was little, that was, like, kind of what I was told. Like, don't date Latinos. Don't date a black man. Like, aim for the white guy. And I feel like I was so brainwashed into that. that I was like, okay, okay, okay. But I totally get that feeling of, like, oh, well, they won't like me because they'll think I'm ugly and black. I was also told Um, to just date white men, but then I also thought, like, they they were, I think for me and a few other of my friends, like, they were just, like, uh, the cream of the crop. And you dated a white man. that You You made it! Yes! You made it! Yes! And so I just assumed, like, they were, like, so great that they were, like, amazing that, like, I wasn't good enough for them. Oh, my God, but now, like, as an adult, you know, fast forward to now I'm just like Y'all they're, not good. they're not good enough for me not good in bed like sorry. they have no lips <laughs> no lips they I have mean, pink penises like what oh is my god that? why is your penis so big um <laughs> Sorry to any white men listening to oh us. Oh my god, if I end up waiting, dating a white guy, you are not allowed to listen to this. Future white bay, if we end up dating, I love you anyway and your pink penis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's out of the question, but I think I've definitely changed my approach because now I definitely check myself as to, like, wait, I'm not, like, kind of, um... Only into like, you because I think you're white exactly. and you're better than like, me. Like, I don't know. Right, and I definitely check myself and I think I now... I'm not as much attracted to white men because I definitely was attracted to their whiteness. Yes. Um, and I think I definitely dated some guys because of that. And because I was in college, I was, you know, I was, I went to tech school. I know you all know that. Like 80% guys. Um, so it was great. I had my fucking, you know, pickings and I thought I was like a hot oh piece God. of ass there. I was and the now opposite. I'm just like, you know, lukewarm piece of taki, I guess. Um. <laughs> taki, I love it. But who doesn't love taki? But I'm like a half-broken taki. Mm. Um. Well, I went to 70% white. 
women and like 90 percent black and brown people i'm just saying so like Um, i have no experience with white men compared to you so so i think that was the other thing and like so so yeah so wait where was i fuck oh okay so what my worst experience dating a white man was dating a white latino man a white brazilian blonde blue eyes and i definitely was attracted to him because he was blonde and blue eyes mm-hmm. like he had the silkiest fucking hair like i still never met anyone with that silk hair i don't know he also put a shit ton of product in his stuff like he took longer to get dressed than me <laughs> and it was so annoying um but i think that was other thing i think even in i think the racism is even worse in latino communities when it comes to like white brown black whatever because he would like one, everybody loved him. He was super suave at first, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, you know, because he was, like, white. And he was like, oh, but I'm Brazilian, right? I have the Latin lover. Oh, anyway. yeah. Let me, like, shake my hips, right? Yeah. One, he was so tall, beautiful, whatever. And I was like, ah, smooth. A uh, little brown girl, like, has a little white yeah. boyfriend. And I was like, yay. Um, and he looked really good in all my pictures for all my sorority photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but then, like, then he would make little comments on my body. And then he'd be like, oh, you're so dark. And, like, little things like that. And it was kind of annoying because these are things that I grew up hearing all the mm-hmm. time, like, in my own family. And then he kept saying it. Mm-hmm. And, like, whereas, like, when I've dated white men, they've never, like, outright said that, right? Mm-hmm. So he was, like, a white Latino man. So he had the worst of both, right? Like, yeah. the white complex, white supremacy complex, and then, like, the machista type of thing. Um, and, yeah, and then I think he, like, he would make comments about, like, my skin tone all the time and everything. And I was like, what the fuck, yeah? Um, until, like, yeah, he was very abusive. Like, until at one point he, like decided to just pick apart, like, all the flaws in my bodies, and I was like, I'm done, get out, bye. Um, so it was smart of me to get the fuck out of there. Actually, so, Bad Dominicana, that's, like, her Instagram name, she was talking about how, like, like, apparently in Brazil, there's, like, the saying of, like, white women are for marrying, brown women are for labor, and black women are for what? sex. So, like, that may have a lot to do with, like, the Brazilian... I mean, Maybe. I... I don't, he did tell me once that, like, you know, we couldn't really date. I don't know. I don't know, girl. I'm drunk. I'm saying... <laughs> Honestly, I'm really thinking um, deep about this shit. But we will have more listener episodes to come. So, like, look out for a post asking for your questions. I like that. Uh, this is fun. Oh, do we? Wait, have I have time? my question for you. Yeah, we were going to have questions for each other. Okay, go. Okay. you go first. So, Grecia is out of her depression phase, and I'm really proud of her. But then I'm just, like, in shock. Well, and also, I'm just getting really, like, bummy. And I'm like, God damn it, I'm not so happy. <laughs> but, like, but... Um, it's really great to see you like this, but then I'm, like, learning all these things about Gracia. I'm just like, who is this? Um, and then Gracia's like, yeah, blah, 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 sports. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, you like sports. So, like, then I was like, oh, my God, what are these things that I don't know about you? (laughs) So, um, yeah, Gracia, what what is this thing with sports? (laughs) I like sports. Okay, first of all, I just want to start by saying any sports movie makes me cry. I love sports movies. Who are you? Remember the Titans? I love Remember Titans. I love Moneyball. I am waiting. Listen, I grew up a Yankee fan, but I am waiting for them to make the movie about the 2004 World Series when the Red Sox won after 86 years of losing. I really, I want to see that. You should movie. write it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. I just want to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody out there, but, make this movie, please. Thank yeah, you. Thank Bye. you. Uh, but so, you know, growing up, Mexican soccer was like a thing. And like, actually, like, I don't love watching soccer as much as I like playing it. Like, I think it's more fun. Um, but I, once I came here, my dad 
loved watching baseball. And I actually thought it was really boring. And then we went to a baseball game. And it was a really bad game. It was, a, I remember, Friday the 13th, 2002. The Yankees lost 13-2 to to the White Sox. But, like, actually being there in person made me really like it. And then after that, I started watching it a lot. Like, I used to just watch it all the time. Like, be on top of it. But that's, like, three hours long. I love baseball. It's so I love it. It's so good. I don't know, girl. I and, have ADD. I can't focus And on the other sport that I really like is basketball. And so this one I kind of started watching when I was in college because I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. I started watching basketball. And then basketball, the NBA finals happened to line up with my college finals. And so I used to, like, go to sleep late um, writing my papers. And so I would just, like, stay up and, like, watch all the games. And then I started, like, watching it a lot. And, like, the last few years, like, I mean, I just, like – don't have time or energy to keep up with everything but um one of my favorite things to do used to be to watch sports center because <laughs> who are you okay sports center is really relaxing people just to anyone out there sports center is like, I don't even know like five are. hours long and they just have all of these sports stories of what's happening and it goes on a loop. So, like, after a while, like, they just literally start repeating the same stories again. So, I used yeah. to love it because it'd be like, okay, if you're doing something, if you miss the first time, like, it's going to come back again later. And then Sports Nation would start after that. And I liked that one, too. And then, like, they would have, like, these, like, quick segments talking about specific people. And it's, like, timed and everything. I don't know. I just, like, love yeah. it. And so, right now, I'm just, like... I need to go back to just like relaxing on Sunday mornings, watching Sports Center, letting it go on loop. It was great. I love your nice cream. <laughs> there were like sports. The only one that I ever like watched, and not like on purpose, is that one. That one. That one that there's. It's on a Sunday, and all the white people get all like, "Woo! Oh my god!" Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> American football. Yeah. Okay, first of all, it's not this is how much I don't know sports. Okay, I um, don't like football, but I know it's not only no, on Sundays. No, and I only, I don't know, whatever, the one that people do, like, chips and guac and all that shit. And, that's like, the Super Bowl. The chicken, okay, yeah, the chicken Okay, chip. so that's only once a year. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, it's a big deal. And the only reason I ever watched it was, one, for the food, two, because Greek life. And because I wanted to get the food. Um, <laughs> and three, because they have, like, tight-ass pants. And they're just mm. sticking their little booties everywhere. And you just see, like, nice, fine man ass. I gotta tell you, listen, <laughs> this may be an unpopular opinion, but baseball butts are better than football butts. Really? Oh, ah. I'm gonna... Yo, those baseball uniforms are a butt-watching party. Let's do that. Okay, <laughs> so now I have a question oh, okay, for you. Okay, so... Um, like I said, one of my dreams is to, like, make my own schedule and work from home eventually. And, like, you are now working from home. I do, so I'm halfway to my goal. Okay, so, does it drive you a little bit crazy? Oh my god, I was going crazy today. Okay. <laughs> tell me, tell me, because there's, like, a part of me that I'm, like, I don't want to commute, but then there's a part of me that I'm, like, but then I don't see any people, so then am I gonna go crazy? So, it's kind of nice. Because I get distracted super easily. Mm-hmm. But, um... At the office, not more. Is that at the meant? office, okay. yes. And so, my previous role, I worked as an operations manager. Doing, like, kind of more the client relations. Um, like, building out all of that 
branch, whatever. So I manage a lot of people and their feelings and blah, 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 blah. So it was like a lot of like, um, it was good because it kind of went in sync with my ADD. Like everyone's like, oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So I was jumping back and forth. Blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of good. And then I kind of had to start it to be more higher level and managing everyone. And that's when things got really, that's when I kind of noticed how easily I got distracted because it was really hard to just like focus. focus. Um, because like I, it was good at first cause I was like, yeah, whatever. It kind of just plays off of like how my brain thinks. Um, so that was getting really difficult for me. So like literally like something would happen or everyone's just quiet and then I was like, what's happening? But also I work in tech. So like my office is hella quiet. Um, until the other Latina joined, but, <laughs> but like, it's really quiet. So most of the time everyone's like really focused on their computer. So it's kind of like no one's there, but it was giving me a lot of anxiety because they were there. I know. So you that, mean. you know, so it was just like, so for me, one, I was commuting almost three hours a day. Um, two, it had definitely brought my anxiety levels way down. Um, but I'm also like, you know, I get very distracted and I seem very sporadic all the time but I'm a very focused person when it comes to like having something that I like mm -hmm. so like that's why like school I was always really good at school because once I'm like really into it I'm just like okay I have to do that. um so when I'm at home I try to turn off everything like I don't turn my phone on nothing whatever um but the days that I do it gets bad because <laughs> then I'm like super distracted and then I feel like I'm going crazy because there's no one around you. There's no to. one around you. There's no one. I can't hear a voice. So it's really nice. So that's why I, I tried to like get out of my house. Um, and now I'm trying to make it more of like actually leaving my house at least once a day. Like even if I just like go outside to run an errand, um, because I think for me, I need to always be talking. Um, so it's really hard to not talk to anyone. And like when you're texting and like all of my phone, my job and everything is internet based. So I'm like me sending Slack messages, sending like text messages, emails, everything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I am talking to people, but I'm not hearing voices. I know what you mean. And then you're kind of just like reading people and you know, you're hearing their voice in your head. And that's when I think I'm going crazy. And then also, <laughs> cause then I have all these voices in my head of other people coming at me. And then I'm like, am I crazy? Well, at least um, you have that. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things, but, um, last think... two weeks I was working in Mexico and that was a lot easier because you were in Mexico. Well, one, yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. Well, yeah. you were in Mexico in the on the beach. I was on the bougie side, right? Yes, like, I'm yes, on the beach. Yes. So, but, um, but also, like, I think it was helpful because, and I think that's my goal is that I want to, like, not work from my house. Um, it's just, like, from 9 to 5, I was, like, working, so I was isolated. And then after 5 or, like, early in the morning, I went out and, like, did, you know, socialize. So I think that's, like, a balance um, of what you need because I'm kind of, like, a fine line between – like, I'm an introvert, but I'm also very, like, extroverted introvert. So, like, I need to be around people, like, at least. But I guess thank you so much for yeah. listening. Thanks. And we look forward to our next listener episode. And we may cut down this into part one and part two because it's yeah, really long. Yeah, I think so. And if you want to send us a bottle of wine for the next one, we'll much appreciate it. Oh, oh I can't even talk. Actually. Appreciate it. God wait. damn it. Maybe don't send us wine. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the episode, we dedicated this to Anthony Bourdain. But the other people that we want to dedicate this to are um, the people that have sent us money oh on Venmo. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. You guys are the real MVPs here. 
we're saving up for a microphone. So I know a lot of people love what we say and might not like how it sounds, but we're trying, y'all. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're saving up and we're trying to get like a good quality thing and not just some like one off that we'll just have to replace in the end. Um, so thank you to thanks. everyone that has done that th- seriously. I'm surprised. Thank you so much. Gracia and I text each other like, oh my God, somebody believes in us. Um, so that's that's just awesome. So yes, thank you so much and um bye. Bye. If you have any questions or feedbacks or if you want to submit to your version of taking out the trash, telling us about those trash men in your lives, email us at basicbrownnerds at gmail.com. Go to patreon.com slash basicbrownnerds or you could donate directly to us at Venmo at basicbrownnerds. Bye! Bye! Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds.